There's a difference between, in my opinion, between having a relationship with God and doing religion. Religion is like the ritual. It's like the things you do where we go to church on Sunday. We pray this many times. We in in saying that I have to do it this way over and over and over and over again. Uh, to me, those things are the things that really mess up religion. TheOAMNetwork.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by going to audibletrial.com slash OAM. That's audibletrial.com slash OAM. Welcome to the Rockcast. One thing we all hold in common is that at some point in our lives, we have been affected by religion. Whether this religious experience was a positive or a negative one, the impact is something we hold close. Sean Mosley joins the podcast for the second time, this time to discuss his experience in his own interviews for his podcast, For the Love of God. Sean used to be a preacher and has his own religious ideas and started the podcast because he wanted to hear how religion has affected the lives of others. Sean is awesomely open-minded, and his insight into this is both empathetic and analytical. I love the things he's doing with his own podcast, and I have to admit, it inspired my own. But it's without further ado that I give you your Rotcast. What different religions have you been able to talk to people about? Uh, I have talked to mostly non-denominational Christians. I've talked to, um, uh, Jude, uh, someone who practices Judaism, I talked to someone who practices Islam, uh, atheism. I just talked to someone who is a secular humanist. Uh, and I mean, it ranges from a lot of I'm up to like episode 16 right now. And but I still feel like I haven't like scratched the surface. There's like so many other different religions and, and sections of religion that I haven't been able to to get to yet, which I, I hope that I will. Hey, Jehovah's Witness. Um, I want to talk to you. <laughs> if you're a Wiccan, I want to talk to you. Jehovah's Witness will probably show up to your door one day. You could just be like, hey, while we're talking, let's go inside and I'm going to record you. Yeah, but they may not want to be <laughs> recorded, though. I don't know. I don't know. I, I you never had one knock at your door before? I have, but, you know, I'm, I, I feel so defensive, like, when they come to my door, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's just a thing like you're at. I, I don't think it's <laughs> they always do it on like Saturday morning. Too. Yeah. It's like Saturday morning, nine o'clock, you know, or, you know, just sometime that's not the most convenient for anyway. Not, I don't not, That's not a slam on Jehovah's Witnesses. Or just I, just, I just don't think that it's a, a good. I don't think it's a good practice anymore. Like if you come to my door and you're trying to like sell me something to give me something, I automatically think like, 
what did you see about my house that says <laughs> this dude <laughs> needs he needs something like when the Scots people come to my house like hold on man what are you saying about my lawn dude <laughs> I know I haven't cut it <laughs> it's a couple of weeds out there but still you know you disrespecting me right now <laughs> yeah or the security people like yo man what are you trying to say I wonder if it is random or like a targeted <laughs> selection I've never I never watched to see how they go about it. Like, do they sit there and plot at the front of the street? I get Jehovah's Witness who's out there listening. He needs to talk to you. This question needs to be answered. Scott's long people, call Aaron Alexander and tell him why you picked certain houses. <laughs> um, what's what's the what's the general atmosphere for the religious in the United States? In your opinion, no. what do you mean by general atmosphere? Like, I guess how do how do they feel about the atmosphere surrounding their religion or how do they feel that culture impacts their religion generally? Uh, in my opinion, most of the time, uh, one of the reasons why I believe like people go to religion is because, you know, it's something like, uh, it's like an insular type deal. It's a, it's like a comfort. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a comfort food or whatever. Right. And so you get in there and you get entrenched and like, I was like that. And it's so easy to say like, I'm right and everybody else is wrong. Mm -hmm. And you have these other people that are saying the same thing as you and they're co-signing everything that you say. And we just keep, we just keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again, that it's almost like in a certain way, you're disconnected from anybody who is not you. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do the show is because I, I felt like that. Like I, I uh, like my religion was the only one that was right. And then I started to think like, you know, there are other good people out there. You know, maybe I'm not the only one or maybe we're not the only ones. And even if someone's religion is completely and totally different from from mine, you know, there's still some good that they're getting out of it. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk to those people. I want to hear what their story is. And I, I, I want to, you know, kind of like live vicariously through what they're telling me through my questions in, in the podcast, whatever. And so, um, so for some people, they insulate themselves so much that the outside world is like scary or they don't want to have any interactions with the outside world. And then other people, I believe, are, are like, you know, I'm right and everybody else is wrong mm -hmm. and I need to bring them into what I have. And and I understand that, too, because, you know, if if you find something good, you want to say, hey, I want you to be a part of, of this thing that that's making me feel good. So I want you to be a part of it. And then, you know, you have the other people who like attack other people because they feel like, you know, you're not us. And so we're going to attack you. You're not Christian. You're Muslim. You must be the bad guy or whatever. Right. And so you can get it. it it's, it's a whole range and a whole mix, but yeah, it can go from really, cool to really dark <laughs> very very easily what do you think drives that isolation do you think do you think it is the do you think it's the religion or do you think it's like something to do with a personality type that gets into that that you know then does the religion itself and its own um 
standards, I guess, that people have to live live by, does that, you think, cause it? Or is it this type of person that, you know, I've got to be right, I've got, you've got to be wrong, that personality type just slides into religion easily because, I mean. I, I've, I've, just like you were saying, I think it's doctrinally most, most of the time. So, if you're in a religion and you're practicing it and you are dedicated to this religion, you obviously have said like, you know, this is right. This is the right way. There's not many people who say, oh, this is wrong and stupid. <laughs> and but but I'm going to hang gonna in there. Gung ho about it. <laughs> yeah. So most of the time religion is uh, it is basically saying that I'm right and everybody else. It, I'm right. You know, I have the right thing. And so if I have the right thing, then somebody else must have the wrong thing. And then you get the the preachers and the leaders that uh, a lot of people won't tell you this, but church religion uh, for the most part is a business. Mm -hmm. And if I want you to keep coming to my business, I have to keep telling you that this is the best place for you to go. Don't go over here. Don't go over there. Don't even listen to what anybody don't even listen to any other sales pitch because this is the best place for you to be. And you can't see that because they can't tell you that, hey, I'm I'm only telling you this so you don't see anything else. And they may not even know it because they have been preached to like that themselves and they came up through the ranks and this right. is all they know. And it is still how they make their living, though. So I can see that. And yeah. I. Outside of, you know, what everybody always kind of like puts in front of you when they're kind of dogging out religion or whatever. And they'll be like, you know, if you're in a religious institution or, you know, the religious institutions receive tax breaks and yet they do this and they do that and they find themselves involved in politics, etc. Um, outside of that, like my most recent thought that I had, like just in thinking about my own childhood and and just being in church and seeing like the offering plate come by and everything like i started thinking about that recently and it kind of set on me like what if you were the guy that never put anything in the offering plate does that do does everybody see that i only had the perspective of ever being a child so i don't know what it would be like to be the adult that knows that that guy never puts anything in the offering plate <laughs> to support this thing do they not get as much of the services as I guess might be given to the other club members. I don't like this is just a weird thought I kind of have in my own head right now. of just trying to remember my childhood versus like if I was to do it now, you know, what do you, I mean, do you have a perspective on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it given is a built in and it is a built in uh, social norm about church. And so for someone to sit there and say that I'm not going to give <laughs> would be very odd. Yeah. And, you know, it they try to uh, say that, you know, given is, you know, um, that you don't have to necessarily do it. Uh, like However, the, like the example that you're giving is like, you know, nobody no regular member would come up and like point you out and say, 
hey, look at this guy. He's not giving. <laughs> right. But they might but, not do it in front of everybody. But right. they, I mean, I know adult, Smith. Dr- I know old adult drama now. And adult drama is mm, Tom over there never gives any money. <laughs> yet he wants to come to all of the, the social services that we provide and get the free lunch. And the, duh, 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 but he never does this. Like, I don't know. Do you? Do, do, I don't know. Does it ever come to a point where they go, this guy's not going to get any more of the things? I don't I don't know how it works. I don't think they would ever just cut somebody off and say, hey, you're not giving. But they, I've heard of like, you know, different pressures like the deacon, like showing up at your house like, hey, Aaron, what's going on? Are you you having some some job troubles or whatever? And most people they pick up on those social cues, like, oh. oh, this guy he's coming and he's checking on whether I'm still working or not, and he may be saying like, hey, we want to help you out if you need some help, but and if I don't need any help, you know that's the obvious to me that he's saying like, hey, right. time to start putting some money in that offering, right, sir? And I I, I I'm really good friends with a deacon at a different church in a different state. And, uh, and like that was sometimes he had to go and do that. Like, you know, like, Hey, what's going on? You know? And he, he hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> so he would I be directed imagine. to go do that. Or that was something he just did. This is part of the job. This is the thing I got. I mean, do. yeah, he's the deacon at a small church right. and one and another one of his jobs is to like, be like a treasurer and pay the bills. And if bills aren't getting paid and especially it's coming out of somebody's pocket, uh, correct. I mean, correct. And yeah. you say that you're a member of this church. I mean, you know, given as a part of it. And that, that's one of the questions that I started asking just recently. Like, you know, we like the given part, uh, some people may not know, but there's there's your giving, which you can just give however much you want to. But then there's also tithing and tithing is like a real big push. And, and tithing is a tenth of what you what you gross. So even before your tax, even before Uncle Sam gets his, you're supposed to in your mind automatically oh. get that 10 percent hmm. and get ready to to give that to God. And you, you, I'm, I was a preacher for a long mm-hmm. time, you know, and I still study the Bible mm-hmm. and I'm looking in the new Testament and there's really no mention of, of, of a tithe? of tithing of a responsibility to tithe in the new Testament. Jesus, really? he mentions, he mentions tithing, uh, to some Pharisees and I, I hate to be preaching to you, I guess. No, but, no. But he Speak mentions Speak your it. language. <laughs> he mentions it to some Pharisees, but in my interpretation, I think it's like Matthew 23 and 23. He mentions it, but the fashion that he mentions it in, he was saying to them that just because you tithe, that's not you that that, that doesn't excuse you from doing good because some people are like that. They say, Oh, I gave, I don't have to do anything else. And so he wasn't I, in my that's belief, right. he that's wasn't saying it, necessarily so that, that you have to. Is that when he like went through the church and was like knocking everything over or whatever? Or is I, that I'm a not certain. Instance? I'm not certain, but I search, you know, phones and and, and digital Bibles. Now you can just oh, search okay. for a word that All you right. want. And, and some people will argue with me about that. And you know, I, I believe 
um, when Jesus came, he came to reestablish the church in a different way. And one of the ways that he reestablished it, in my opinion, was that you don't have to be uh, under the thumb of saying that I have to give this amount. You give according to what you see the need as. And so in in Jesus's time, the only Social Security there was was the church. If your husband died, the church would help you out and take care of you, would feed you if you're a widow. If you're an orphan, the church would take care of those needs. But now, especially in America, we have, you know, Social Security, we have, you know, different services that take care of people. And I'm not saying that that churches are just heaping up money for themselves uh, and not doing anything in the community. But, you know, we're building mega churches off of that 10 percent. And we're telling people we're nailing that <laughs> we're nailing that 10 percent hammer so hard. And, you know, and people are looking and I'm starting to look around and I'm saying, like, you know, where is all of that money going? Like uh, and people are now saying, like, hey, I think some of these places need to be taxed. And I'm I don't know if I can disagree with that. Like for a long time, churches weren't. Well, still, they're not taxed. No, they're not taxed. And, you know, like maybe there's some small churches out there that really need every nickel and every dime that they get. Mm -hmm. But there are also some some mega churches that are like just building and building and building. And uh, like I know they're probably doing some good for some people. But do you really need all of that? I, I don't know. You know, I see this meme online, like we're building mega churches. Why aren't there like mega homeless shelters or, or something <laughs> like that? Yeah. It, 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 because there's still poor people. There's still people who, who have a need. Right. And you've got enough to definitely service your community a little bit in some of these mega churches. Yeah. I, and I'm not, I, I'm not really like throwing blame, but, uh, one of the things we need to do is like look at these things and say like is this the way that it that it should be and a lot of times in churches um and in religion everything moves so slowly and change is like is this ever going to change is this ever going to get right and it is just like trickle down and so slow in even when you look at, you know, marriage equality mm-hmm. and and now it's the bathroom issues and like religion just like takes over like everything. Like my wife, she was riding. We're riding in the car and she's looking, listening to like the gospel station and like the radio announcers are talking about, you know, I don't want nobody going to the bathroom with, with my son or my daughter. I don't want no child molesters and, and stuff. I was like, whoa, 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 dude, whoa. <laughs> like you're on a a, a, a nationally <laughs> a, a broadcasted station and like, whoa, get it together, people. And, and it's and it's interesting that religion tends to chime in on those political things um and and that's like one of this you know one of the stipulations of them having their tax breaks is that they're not involved in government but when you put out political opinions like that that shape our legislature that's 
you're involved you're you're and it's a it's a funny thing because it's disguised as you know person-to-person conversation or facebook nudes uh, news feeds or whatever but you're saying that on a religious show they're saying it right it wasn't a religious show they didn't say anything about transgender but I mean, the underlying statement was yeah, they're is that, talking about it. You know, we can't have the, these bathroom laws or whatever because you know uh, of something that's been totally uh, not proven <laughs> as a as a worry or whatever. But <laughs> and as a sidebar, I have no idea where that even came from because I can't. There wasn't like a case where like something like that happened, and then everyone's like. Oh, my God, they're using the bathroom. It was like just one day someone was like, by the way, they use the bathroom with us. And everyone was like, what? (laughs) You know, like, I'm just saying it like blew my like, I can't think of like where it started. It's just like one day it was on the news. Yeah. I don't know. That's my random sidebar note on that. My random sidebar about that is like, I don't want to use the bathroom with anybody, but (laughs) if you come in there, you're in there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, um, back to your, uh, your, uh, your show. Um, what, what religion do you think has the hardest time in the United States? Based on the people that you've talked to, as far as uh, is there one that you think has a hard time Uh, right now? uh, It's got to be Islam. Yeah. Uh, Just because, you know, uh, political rhetoric and Islamophobia and and things like that. And you were with me when we went to the uh, Muslim Right. and I was and, you know, if you never meet anybody of of a different walk or a different, you know, lifestyle, whatever, you know, you are subconsciously inundated with these like symbols and, and, and things like that to automatically think about people a certain way just because they wear a, a hijab or, or something like that. And, you know, to actually get out and to meet people that are just like completely like normal just like me and you just the only difference is that they pray five times a day and they believe that god's name is allah and it's like but other than that everything else was like completely the same and i i hate to sound sound like an idiot but like i went there and was like completely normal like I was like baffled by the normalcy of it. Like, oh, okay. Everybody's just normal. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. Was there was there something about the the religion that you think that people target specifically? Like in listening to people and talking to people of that religion, was that were they like, they don't like this piece of our religion? Or was it more like they don't like our culture and we all happen to mostly be Muslim? Like, I don't I, like people always say it's Muslims, but I almost think that they're just talking about another brown person and another part of the world that they're, you know, oh, raging I don't against. I have, I have no idea. I think it's just, uh, you know, they're not us. Yeah, they're not us in any way <laughs> or, or they try to make it to seem like, you know, that they're completely alien. But and, and that, 
again, that's another reason why I wanted to do the show. I wanted other people to hear like, oh, these people are regular, just like you. It's the same. They're they're the, the exact same as you. They're not that much different. They just worship on a different day of the week. Muslims on Friday, uh, Judaism on Saturday, Christians on Sunday. <laughs> it is just just a little bit different than than what you're doing. They go through the same things. They deal with all the same stuff. Uh, right now, Islam is dealing with a lot of harder stuff, I guess, uh, because of the Islamophobia and people and bullying because of Islamophobia now. But yeah, anything that's different, we as a society and just people in general, if it's different, we don't like it. It's not us and we want to reject it. And so it's easy for people to jump on the bandwagon and say uh, bad things are happening and it's because of them. And it just happens, especially in America, so many times like like I thought like, oh, when when. Black people are considered like equal and stuff like that. You know, it'll solve all the problems. No, <laughs> they're just waiting for somebody else. Oh, black people are, are doing a little bit better. Okay, let's find somebody else to throw rocks at. Right. LGBT, let's throw rocks at them. <laughs> oh, they're doing good now. Oh, okay, okay. Let's find a transgender. It's <laughs> just like they find something else. And I, I and it, I'm trying to I'm thinking ahead in my mind, like what's going to be after transgender? Like, who are they going to find next? (laughs) Who's next on the chopping block? But 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 like this transgender thing, it's like, I don't I don't know. Like, what are who's even actually mad about it? Like you see the video of the one guy off in the middle of nowhere with his phone by his pickup truck. That's like, yeah, I'm not going to have my daughter in the (laughs) bathroom with the, but outside of that, like one guy, like most of the people that I see like talking are just, yeah, whatever. Like, uh, let me post about this show that I was watching earlier today. I don't know. It's just, it's just like there's a few loud people. And I I think I saw one of those videos and and I just kept going. Uh but the the way that like religion works in that is like they justify it through religion. Like I don't think God wants this to happen or whatever. Like I don't think God wants you to hate people or to discriminate against their rights or anything like that. Right. And if you like rewound and went back to like, you know, before civil rights, there were probably people who had that same exact uh, uh, fear and that same exact problem. And they probably framed it the same exact way. I don't think God wants us to be in the bathrooms together. <laughs> he needs us to be separate. And that's the way it needs to be. <laughs> because I like God that we both so. found the same accent to describe <laughs> the same guy with the same pickup truck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, that That's one of the things that gets me is like people justifying things through the Bible. And, and then like later on in you have to they have to admit that they were that they were wrong or maybe they never admit it but you know the tough the tough thing for 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 me in that instance is that you kind of can justify a lot of things with the bible 
you you also can't because it'll say something different by the time you get to the New Testament about. But like, I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah is still in there, mm-hmm. you know, talking about homosexuality and how you know God rained down fire from the sky, I guess, and just destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for what was it? Sex was it homosexuality specifically, or was it just like rampant? Odd sexual behavior. I, I don't even remember. Um, oh, did you? <laughs> I, I was hoping that the preacher might be able to help me on that one. Uh, he destroys Sodom and Gomorrah because of of sin, and that scene that the that the Bible plays out is just. Um, I, I guess it was just there to show, you know, like you know how bad they actually were. And some people, when you look at the Bible, uh, a lot of people take it at, you know, face value, word for word, that this is the way it is. And this is the way that it that it's supposed to be. Uh, me personally, I believe the Bible is not based on uh, law. It's based on principle. The The difference between law and principle is, is that when you have a law, laws can be bent bent they can be broken um and they're like strict and they're rigid but the bible was not supposed to be like that it's supposed to be a living book it's supposed to be uh something that it it is able to adjust with whatever time and whatever time span that you're in just like a principle uh if the principle is that you know um hitting people is bad (laughs) it could say you know don't hit people on sunday but i should be able to take that and say oh well if hitting people on sunday was bad hitting people on monday should be bad also on tuesday that's a principle and you you're supposed to look at the bible like the way that we're supposed to look at the constitution (laughs) you know as a living document correct uh that something that somebody wrote in like the 1700s is not necessarily going to uh, uh, fit, especially me. <laughs> yeah, especially you. Wow. It's not, it's not going to fit me in my circumstances, but you understand you have, and you have to know and understand what the principle and what the logic behind what they were trying to say back then is and how it fits to now, you know, if, if the forefathers were here today, they would have to write a totally different constitution and they were probably posted on Facebook. <laughs> but uh, probably it, and, and you you have to look at the Bible the same way. And even if, you know, you can somebody can go in the Bible and say, look, here is written right here that this is wrong that this is wrong, that God doesn't like this, and blah, 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 blah. But the underlining principle for all of that is love. So what that that somebody is wrong, that they're not doing right? You're supposed to love them. You're supposed to treat them right. And even if someone is, even if someone is a criminal, even if they're doing wrong, you're still supposed to show them love and you're still supposed to treat them correctly and treat them like a human being. And a lot of times people miss out on that. You know why? 
because I want to be right. <laughs> I want to be right. I'm right. I'm right. And everybody else is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems to be your, uh, your, your, your theme. Yeah. For, uh, for what you found as, has any, has anybody ever said anything to you that was just, that blew your mind. It was like, wow, that's eye opening on the show. Ex- yeah. I didn't expect this to come out of this interview. I didn't expect to kind of change my worldview a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Can two you think people. of a, yeah, two people in particular? Huh? Yeah. I'll tell you the first one, the first one and probably the most shocking was, uh, I think it was like episode 12. Uh-huh. I, I interviewed the Imam, uh-huh. uh, Imam Shara Sharif. And the one he, to ask the MM? No, no, okay. no, no, no. It was a different guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he said that that Jesus is. I I don't want to misquote him, but he was telling me that, like Jesus is like the most popular Muslim in America or whatever. That Jesus is one of them. Uh, it, basically, he said that Jesus is a Muslim, and uh-huh. I was like, what? <laughs> Soundbite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that was yeah, that was that was awesome to me. Like, really? It's like, oh, okay. Jesus is a Muslim. He was like, Jesus prayed a lot. Jesus didn't didn't eat pork. And I was like, oh man, this, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, great soundbite. And the other person was you. Oh, what? Church of Nintendo. Oh, okay. <laughs> what what did what did I say that made you that brought an epiphany about Oh, uh, I, I think it was more like a, a complete epiphany. If you remember, we did an interview and that interview that we did and it got lost. Yeah. It was the worst interview I think I've ever had. The first one that we had. <laughs> I, I was like, this is terrible. I think it was because I you, you lost the, it intentionally then. No, oh. uh, it was on Gil's thing. Right. And, but I came in thinking, I'm like, this guy's an atheist and like, he's going to be like atheist, 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 and everybody's wrong or whatever. Uh huh. And it was totally different. Like to hear your story about, you know, coming up in Southern Baptist and, and stuff like that. I was driving in my car on the way back home. Like this guy wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't talking about me. <laughs> so, so you wanted me to be hateful for some like I don't know. I think it was just you? I think it was just different than what than what I thought it was going to be. And uh-huh. at the time, I think I was still like interviewing, like you know, this is me asking the questions. It's not a conversation. It's me asking the questions. Okay. I'm drilling you, and you give me all the answers and and, and stuff. And especially it's, because I thought you would be hostile, mm-hmm. that I thought it would be like that. And a good thing that that episode got lost. <laughs> yeah, and we got to do it again. And I liked the second one better. I yeah, will say it was like I, I say that it's the best episode that that I re- I recorded. It's my favorite episode. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, glad I could help. Speak. Speaking of podcasting, um, I just want to take a quick note here and mention that we're part of the Ohm Network. And being that we are part of the Ohm Network, the Ohm Network does a lot of really good things. Gilworth running it, um, Gilworth and Zach Lozier. Um, what they do is with this with the Ohm Network is that they take people on and they people that have an idea of something that they would like to talk about and they 
come to Gil and Zach and say, here's this idea that I have for something that I'd like to talk about weekly. And Zach and Gil help get it off the ground and really help you get recording and everything. And I just wanted to give a little plug to those guys for that. Um, you should check them out. Go to the network.com and uh, check out the services that are offered there. Reach out to Gil, um, reach out to Zach. And if you have an idea for something that you'd like to talk about, these guys can help you got, get that going. Yeah. They're doing God's work. They're t- <laughs> <laughs> full circle, full circle. Um, Strictly for my omies. That's what I call everybody wow. on the network. Omies. Strictly for my omies. <laughs> Um, you can have that one for free. (laughs) In talking to so many people of so many different backgrounds, um, has there, has there been a religion that popped out that you were like, this one might be for me. Like, like for a second, you're just like, I'm going to adopt that. Like, or, or I want, I want that level of ideology. I want to be that fired up again, or, has there just been something that come out that you that you took with you? You carried it with you and you maybe practiced it or you said maybe I would like to be a part of that religion? Um I I haven't interviewed a Jehovah's Witness yet, but my barber, he's a Jehovah's Witness. Uh-huh. And like I I didn't know, but I had a lot of misconceptions about Jehovah's Witnesses. I didn't and you know, I thought like they were like one way. And so every time I get my haircut, I end up asking him a question. And like the last question I asked him was like, do did Jehovah's Witnesses give tithes? He was like, no, we just have a bucket in the back of the place and you you give when you give. And I was like, whoa, they got it right. Maybe they got it right. <laughs> and, and like different other stuff. They got a bucket in the back of the place. So nobody knows if you're the guy that gave or not. It's not. Yeah. So back to that. Like, I don't it's know. It's also exactly, kind of like yeah. it's about a show almost. Like I'm dropping my money in the offering plate right here next to you thing. So no, it's not to have that. That's it, neat. It, Oh, yeah. You're saying like in regular churches, like, hey, come up and make this walk and like, you yeah. know, show everybody you, your dunking skills. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it seems like, you know, a lot of that stuff, like a lot of the, the questions and the things about religion, I'm asking him and he's not like a, a elder or anything, but he's he's been Jehovah's Witness all his life. And so he he gives me those l- little quick answers that's like piques my interest or whatever i don't think i'll i don't think i'll uh convert or anything like right. that uh but yeah uh it that really interests me but i do take a lot of things from like other people and it's not like i take it and i say like you know uh oh i'm gonna start doing what they do it's more like i had the thought in my head and what they said, it just confirmed it. Like, you know, or basically I thought I was right. And then they just told me I was right. <laughs> but yeah. And yeah. Like even with you, like when you, when you said on my podcast, like, I, cause I went back and I listened to it. Uh huh. Oh, because it was just on. Yeah. I just played it last week. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when you said like, I realized that I didn't need to like, 
pray so hard about about things that I had, you know, the the fortitude within myself to work these problems out and work things out myself. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, he he's right. You know, uh, a a lot of times we're like praying for like some people are in and that's okay to pray, but some people are like praying like. God, God, do this. God, do this. God, do this. God, do this. And like, it's never happening. You told the, right. told the thing about the, about guy. the guy on the roof. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, so, okay. Cool. I'm glad I could be that. It's hard to like, those. it's hard to like talk to people and like hear their experience and hear their stories and not take something from it. Right. And I think like, that's the way if you're actually going to like witness and get people to change and to come over to you, that's the way to do it. Instead of like pointing the finger and saying, you know, you're going to hell and you should be like me or whatever. You got to give people your personal experience and what you've been through. And I think that that changes people's mind much quicker than you just giving them all the facts and saying that I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. What uh hmm. if you had to say something in summation to kind of say, you know here's here's the way that we should go about viewing religion going forward, or just a message to people in general that might have some kind of inclination to be against people of religious backgrounds of any religious background what would you say to them in regards to that oh does that does that make sense does the question make sense um so in general most people have some something something in them that's against either religion in general Mm -hmm. or or a singular religion what would you say to them based on your experience in talking to all those different people of those religious backgrounds? Um, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> There's something to dislike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, religion is not, uh, is mm, <sighs> the reason, one of the reasons why I did the podcast is because I, I noticed like, uh, religion is like incorporated in a lot of stuff. There's a difference between, in my opinion, between having a relationship with God and doing religion. Religion is like the ritual. It's like the things you do where we go to church on Sunday. We pray this many times. We in in saying that I have to do it this way over and over and over and over again. Uh, to me, those things are the things that really mess up religion because you have to have someone who says like these other things. And then if someone says that this is the way that it needs to go, then you also have someone that that comes along and says that this thing needs to be policed. And uh, that that's the thing that that really kills it. And then the more the more policing the more someone says you have to do it this way it's the more it, it it takes you away from the actual spiritual in connection with god and that was the reason why you were doing it in the first place 
Like, this is the reason why you you were doing it in the first place. Uh, when you were a kid, you probably love going to school. Like, I love going to school. We go there. There's other kids there. We play. We may learn a few things. But the more you went to school, the more rules were imposed upon you. Now you got to learn how to line up. Now you got to be there on time. Now you got to read so much. And, and, and it begins to take away from, you know, your original enjoyment of the thing. and and that thing is called religion. <laughs> religion sucks the joy out of everything. But at the same time, you know, some people need guidelines. And I think it's mostly that that policing thing where other people want to police you and other people want to say that you're not doing it right or you need to do it my way. And this is the only way that's when things get messed up and that's when things get confused. And that's the, the, the thing I would say, like, yeah, just get rid of, <laughs> get rid of religion. Um, whatever works for you, that's what you need to do. Um, yeah. And that, that's the, that's the thing that, when you talk to someone of a religious background, though, that's the stuff they want to talk about is the rules and regulations. And you follow this and you do this and this is what I do. This is what I do. Me, 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 me and me and how I am doing right and I'm following my right path and I'm doing this right. And this is how everybody around me is doing it wrong. I am being slighted by society because they're all doing it wrong and I'm doing it right. And they're telling me that I can't tell them that they're doing it wrong. Like that's all I ever hear from, from religious, from the religious, I guess. But I guess I also, I also hear and I I made mention that to me an atheist is just as much a Christian. I also hear nowadays from who who I like to listen to from time <laughs> to time, but I hear like Bill Maher come out and he's just champion anti-religious. And yeah. it's it's real similar dialogue and rhetoric of me, 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 mine, mine, and I'm following this guideline and this and that, and they are wrong, 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 and what they're doing. But he's talking about the exact things that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, they're wrong for doing it this way. I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird because I hear it from both sides. Yeah. And... Uh, the saying I like to quote is the uh, uh, religion is the um, the realization that I'm ignorant, <laughs> and there are some questions that I that I can't answer, and and sometimes people lean more on those. Oh, let me clear that up <laughs> before people get offended. Uh, the 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 statement is, is that religion is the, the continue, uh, continue, uh, ex acceptance that I am ignorant to certain things that I cannot answer for myself. And so people, they go to God, they go to the Bible to answer those questions. Like me personally, I'm ignorant to what happens when we die. So I don't know. I go and I look to God for that answer. And some other people have different other questions. And so sometimes we people look too much at the rules and the regulations instead of questioning for themselves uh, through whatever spiritual source. They just rather 
preacher tell me what the answer is instead of trying to find it out for themselves and, and having a relationship with God or whatever the question may or whatever their religion or belief may be. And so a lot of times people just get caught up in that. But really, you know, uh, whatever religion you subscribe to, there's some ignorance in there mm-hmm. re- regardless. And a lot of people don't want to admit to that. A lot of people don't want to say that I don't, there are some things that I just don't know. Well, my, my hurt and my angst with religion has always come from, um, not the, I don't know. Like, I th- I think, I think the, I don't know being filled with God. That's cool. Um, my, my angst has always come from, oh, but hang on, but we, but we do know that, 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 that's, that's the piece that always drives me nuts is when I'm like, no, but b- b- we do know the answer to that one. Actually, we've got it right here mm-hmm. and they go, no, that was God. N- no, dude, that's, <laughs> it might, maybe it was God originally some th- that d- drove it, but we now know that that's this not, we know that the earth isn't 5,000 years old. We figured that one out. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's not 5,000 years old. It's. It, it can still be God, but it doesn't have to be 5,000 years old. That's just when we st- started society. And that's the reason that you think it's that old, because that's when th- that's what we understand. But there's still people that want to fit God there. And that's the stuff that makes me crazy sometimes and cringy. Yeah, um, they take it literally instead of as a, a principle. Right. That. Maybe the person who wrote Genesis and that the world was created in seven days couldn't understand centuries and 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 millennia and millions of years in terms of that. And so God just broke it down on a level that he could understand. Sure. And, and so he said there's seven days. And I'd be completely <laughs> fine with somebody saying that, but it's the people that argue those types of points dogmatically. Oh, like because they have the, to be right. Yeah. Uh, because if, they have to be right. If I'm not right, then that starts to crumble everything else in my life. And if you start messing with my foundation, if one thing is wrong, that messes up everything else. And guess what I have to do then? Then I have to start thinking for myself. <laughs> and then I have to start figuring things out. And I don't want to do that. I want someone just to tell me what the answer is. And I'm just going to keep on going and keep on doing that. And I'm going to share that answer with everybody else on Facebook. And I'm going to tell them that they're wrong. I have the right answer. <laughs> because I can justify my hate right here in these words. And, yeah. And there's a there's a, a statistic that says like 50% of Americans will change their religion at least one time uh, in their lifetime. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And I, I believe- think it's like 70% of people... In the United States are Christian, mm-hmm. so so they'll change and then go back, I guess, or they may change like denomination or something like okay. that. Okay, and and I think what probably happens is is like like you were saying when you were young, I believe that that you, what you were saying was that you didn't understand, you know, how life worked, but then you got older you understood, oh, this is how life works and I don't need to pray about these things anymore. And so I believe like people, they get older and they they get settled and like, oh, I didn't need to do all of that anymore. And, 
you know, they start questioning things like, oh, maybe this isn't <laughs> the only way or the right way. And then they begin to, to, to change religion or whatever. Hmm. And yeah, so about 50% of people out there will change religions if you are... <laughs> if you're one of those 50% or if you're one of the other 50%, you need to hit up Sean and you need to tell him about your explain explain your your podcast a little bit. Uh my podcast is called For the Love of God and it can be interpreted in two ways, either as some people say for the love of God as a joy or for the love of God, I'm frustrated <laughs> with these people. And that is, and to me, that is exactly what religion is. For some people, uh, religion is a joy. And for some people, religion is very frustrating. And then there's another subset of people who are participants in religion <laughs> and are frustrated with other people's religion. And I just noticed how like religion fits in like everything, like a lot of things that, that go on, especially here in Memphis being like the, the, the capital of the Bible belt and like even something down to like traffic, the traffic on Sunday, you know, that fits into religion. Uh, people working on Sundays and and even now with the presidential elections. And I was so surprised when when they asked like Bernie Sanders, like, what's your religion? And he refused to answer. <laughs> I was surprised. Like, you know, we have never. Uh, it, it was a big thing when they elected uh, John F. Kennedy. I believe he was like the first, the first Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. Uh, and but other than that, there's never been a non uh, Christian politician, and you or, could still call that Christian. Yeah, you can. It's still Christian, and it, it was so surprising for me. Like London, they elected you know a, an Islamic mayor, which was awesome. Right? <laughs> he can't come to America when Trump is president. <laughs> I think. Trump, wow. I really think Trump is going to be president. Oh man. All <laughs> uh, in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that that's that that's my show, and I talk to people, um, and I get their side of, of religion, why they do it, what they love about it, and um, now working on like themes, like I was talking about traffic. I haven't got that far yet, but my first uh, theme show I think is going to be about uh, tattoos. Um, for a long time especially like the religion I subscribe to like religion. I mean, tattoos were like a faux pas. Like you can't have that. That's but, messing with the temple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your body is, is a temple and God made it perfectly and you don't need to change it. And, and then I, you've got religions that use tattoos to yep. actually bring on spirituality. So that's yeah. interesting. And I'm probably, I'm going to try to talk to a tattoo artist and see like, are scriptures like the number one <laughs> tattoos that people get? Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> it probably is. Or like a picture of it, Jesus or I a cross would think the or cross. something like that. The cross yeah. is probably the most common tattoo yeah. in the United States. Yeah. And some people, they have tattoos that, that they feel like have helped them heal. Um, yeah, I had a... a, a, a person on the show, uh, Donna Kirby... And she has a break free tattooed on both of her wrists. And she says she looks at those tattoos to remember like 
what she came out of and, and stuff like that. So mm. I, I think it's going to be great. And yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Check out Sean's podcast for the love of God. You can go to the slash love God. Correct. And you can, uh, you can check out his show. It's really good stuff. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Rockcast. I ask you, as you've made it through this episode, you're my target audience. And trying to start a living conversation with the podcast, it would help a lot if you could do me a favor and stop by my iTunes or my Stitcher page. Subscribe, drop me a review, share the show with your friends. These subscriptions and reviews help put the podcast out into the limelight so we can really get this thing going. Also, hit me up on that Facebook or Twitter. Let me know a topic you'd like to hear tackled or ask for a quick opinion on a subject, and I'll speak to it at the beginning of any episode. Thanks again for listening. Taking everything I see